Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. I suppose two for Tuesday would have made more sense than uh, two episodes on a on a Wednesday, but it's two for Wednesday here on Fantasy NBA Today. We'll have a mock of some kind later on today. Maybe we'll drop that one in the middle of the night just to kind of space the episodes out a bit, but that should be fun. We're learning. Every day we're learning. I uh, got, again, that first round of ADP data. Shifting little by little on a daily basis. Shea actually catching up with Steph by 0.1. He got 0.1 closer in this magical universe. Uh, let's see. Anything else that jump out overnight? Now nah, we'll, we'll mostly do this kind of thing on uh, on Mondays, I think. We'll have kind of ADP day every week. Um, I'm Dan Vespers, by the way. Hope you guys will go find me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell they call this joint now. At Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Making sure I'm getting everything right here. And this is a sports ethos presentation. Hope that recon mock will go well for us later on today. We got stuck in one that had some uh, some auto drafters last time. It happens. It happens. I feel like folks are missing my disclaimers on those, so I'll I'll say it again during our our late night drop of that show or that episode here on the recorded channel. Why I do it the way I do. There is a an actual sort of method to the madness on that front. There's a method to the madness, and sometimes it means we're gonna get stuck with something dumb. Today. I went back and forth on a couple of things, and basically anything that we don't do today, we'll do tomorrow. So, you know, again, we're still in mid to late August, so there isn't this massive rush to get through everything. But I bounced back and forth between two topics for today's show. Topic option number one is to go back where we were on yesterday's show, the previous four or five episodes, which was kind of bucket listing not in the things you want to do before you die, but listing where we put guys in buckets. We had worked our way through, effectively, the first 16 players on the Yahoo rank board. Who of them, who among them, made sense? First, we started at pick number one between Jokic and Embiid. Then we moved to pick number three between a host of players. Then we moved to pick number nine, or eight, if you include Giannis in that, of nine guys that we're all kind of floating in between those. But does that mean now that we've worked our way to the next bucket? On its surface, the answer would have been yes. 
But there is also this kind of gray area of guys that I didn't really like in the previous bucket that maybe end up in the next one. That was topic option number one. Topic option number two has to do with actually timeline. And I do a little bit of this discussion annually, so you'll hear a little bit of a retread on, uh, on this episode. But I wanted to take, and it might end up as a slightly shorter one, but honestly it doesn't matter because we're doing another you know, 20, 25-minute mock episode later on today. So you'll still get your near hour of content. I'm still going to yell into a microphone for a very long time. So I don't know exactly how long this topic is going to go. You know me. I set out with one idea in mind. Sometimes I talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Sometimes it stays fairly on topic. But the topic that I ended up going with today, and I couldn't get it out of my mind, I could not get this out of my mind, was when to have your fantasy draft. When? Actual chronologically, in a calendar, when should you have your fantasy draft? There are pros and cons to a bunch of different junctures along the way. But I'll start with my my topic sentence, my thesis here is you want to have your fantasy draft as close to the last minute as humanly possible. I believe this firmly in my bones. I believe that the good outweighs the bad more so in that situation than any other spot. And I get it. We're all in leagues with people we know, with people we don't know, whatever. Maybe it's not so simple. And if you're in a handful of leagues, you don't want them all drafting at the exact same time or you're going to butcher all of them. So there are factors that we're all, we all need to take into account as we're setting these, these draft times. But let's just, for this example, say that you have one league that you value above all the others. You're in 10, but nine of them are meh, and one of them is, oh yeah. I don't know what reason that oh yeah is. Maybe it's people you badly want to decimate in fantasy. Maybe it's a high buy-in league. Whatever the, the reason is, there's one that you value above the rest. So that's the premise we need to work on for today's discussion. And I thought perhaps the best way to work our way through this is to discuss the pros and cons of the different options here. Option number one is outrageously early, which is basically right now. Should you have your fantasy draft in late August? Well, the pros are pretty straightforward here, with the main one being that there hasn't been that much time for people to do their research, so you have perhaps a little bit of an edge if you've been cranking away all offseason long. And maybe more importantly, the draft board hasn't settled yet. Names are all over the map. Yahoo hasn't done their rearranging, which is going to happen every two weeks for the next, you know, there'll be three or four or five of those between now and the start of the season. The ADP data just dropped, so we only have a little bit of information on that front. It's an opportunity to take advantage of giant errors in the draft board, which, awesome. Like, you know, if you find somebody that's pre-ranked in the 80s or 90s and you feel like before draft season is done, that's going to move up to 50 or 60, this is a chance for you perhaps to get a couple of players two to three rounds ahead of where they're going to be going later. 
That is a really big advantage. This is the best time of year, mid to late August, right when the leagues open. This is the best time of year to get the late sleeper guys because the hype train hasn't fully hit yet. But who the hell is actually drafting right now? There are a handful of you, a very small percentage. I would think maybe even less than 1% of the leagues that end up happening across Yahoo are drafting right now, but maybe it's a little bit higher than that. It's a very small number. Which is why I talked about how I felt like analysts were largely doing the community a disservice by pointing out all the sleepers right now. It's going to give Joe Schmo and, frankly, Yahoo an opportunity to adjust their metrics, and those players won't be sleepers anymore they won't they just won't be ranked as late in fact sometimes it tips it the other way guys get on the hype train and they end up getting overdrafted even if they were getting underdrafted in late august the downsides to drafting right now are huge and very evident glistening in the sun bright neon signs i will say two names to you And I almost don't need to say anything beyond that. Damian Lillard, James Harden. There are two... Well, Harden was outside the first round on a per-game basis last year. These are basically perennial first-rounders. And we don't even know what team they're going to be on. Or whether they're even going to be playing on opening night. The solution to that, if you were drafting right now, is probably just to dodge those guys. Because Dame is going to go a little bit later, but is it worth it? And Harden's going to go a little bit later than perhaps he would go later in draft season. But again, is it worth it? The answer, by the way, is no. Taking the plunge on one of those guys and hoping that you catch lightning in a bottle. Because as we've talked about a hundred times on this show, you can lose your fantasy season with a bad first round pick. You generally cannot win your fantasy season with a good first-round pick, except for the couple of seasons where Nikola Jokic was just boat racing the field, but he was going first or second in all of that anyway. So it's not like someone was making a brilliant play at pick 11 and it won them their fantasy league. It can make your team better if you have a good first-round pick that slightly overperforms, but it won't win you the league in a way that if you draft... Damian Lillard right now, and let's say Portland and Dame go into like a 15-20 game holdout, and then a trade, and maybe he's not quite in shape, he's going to have to learn a new team, and that's the kind of pick that could actually kill your team. I don't know that that's going to happen, I'm just saying that's a possibility if you went that direction right now. And to those that are saying, Dan, just don't draft those two guys, well, there's fallout beyond those two players. Everybody that's left in Portland, let's say Dame goes to Miami at the end of all of this, and the key piece they get back is Tyler Hero. He's not going to do as much as Dame did there, but it does impact Hero's value. It impacts Jeremy Grant's value. It impacts Anthony Simon's value. It impacts Scoot, Shaden, Nurk, if he's still around. In Miami, it impacts Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. That's just the Damian Lillard trade. What did I just list off? Seven, eight names? What about James Harden stuff? We don't even know where he's going. What if he goes to the Clippers? Big impact on Kawhi and Paul George. 
big impact, obviously, on Harden. Depending on who comes back, big impact on Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, Joel Embiid. In my eyes, I mean, first of all, like, can you eliminate all of those guys from your board? I guess you could. All right, so now we've eliminated, and again, with Harden, you don't even know where he could end up. We've heard Chicago is a dark horse there, so does this impact DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic? How many players are you willing to knock off of your draft board because of blockbuster trades we know are coming, but we don't know when or where? What if Dame goes somewhere else? And then, and this is, I mean... We'll, we'll talk about what the next phase in this chronology is. But before we even get to that, this is also leaving the absolute most time between when you draft and when the season starts for something terrible to happen. Someone always, or someones, gets hurt leading up to the start of a season. Or there's an injury that we didn't hear about until training camp. Teams are so annoyingly obsessed with keeping injury stuff under wraps these days that we're going to get to the start of the basketball season. We're going to get to two days out and we're going to have the Chris Middleton stuff happen again. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. It's almost, we might get a year where it doesn't, but it feels almost inevitable. And so then you feel like you've got this really nice team you drafted. You like your first, your second rounders. You avoided the very scary names we just talked about. And you avoided all of the names that might get hit in sort of downstream from that stuff. And somehow you ended up with guys that just feel like they're not impacted by any of the potential trade things going on. And then your second rounder gets hurt during training camp. Or your third rounder was hurt and we didn't even know about it. And they're going to miss the first five weeks of the season. In my eyes, the downsides outweigh the positives. I will say that if we were going to end up ranking this, these different chronologies at the end of our discussion today, this is the second best one. Like I said, I believe pretty strongly that the best option is drafting at the last second. 
And I believe me, I know we're going to talk about the ups and the downs of all of these things. At least if you're drafting now, you have the completely jumbled draft board. That's a huge advantage. If something awful happens to your fourth round pick between now and opening night, you probably make up for that with massive hits in your sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth round picks. Guys that probably won't be unknown in a few weeks. Which, by the way, is option number two that we're going to discuss today. What if you drafted in, say, mid to late September? About a month ahead of the season. Which feels not insane. That's actually not all that far out from where the very first... I forget the funny nomenclature we used here at Sports Ethos on the Brewski 150. I believe that is... We had the normal release date for B-150, the early release date, which is five days. Then there was like the super early and the degenerate level early. I forget what we used, but you know, there there was a spot in there where you could get it like 25 days before the season started, which puts you kind of at like the September, October turn this year because the season starts so late. But you know, last year the season started on October 18th, so 20 some odd days ahead put you kind of towards the end of September. You've now eliminated another month of the offseason, so you've, to some degree, mitigated the chance of weird injury news derailing your team. We've given a month more for things like Dame and Harden to shake out. Perhaps those players, that stuff is all sorted a month from now. But you still have a full month And most importantly, you still have all of training camp because the injuries that happen leading up to the season typically happen in the final month leading up to the season. We might hear about something between now and, say, September 23rd, but more more likely than that, more often than not, the injuries we're going to hear about leading up to the season we'll hear out in we will hear about over that final month. Because right now we're almost exactly two months. Tomorrow is the two-month mark to the start of the NBA season. This month, we won't hear about many injury things. We might hear about the trades. Let's say those do happen over this next month. Great. That pulls different players back onto your board and kind of reshuffles those names a little bit. We can assume that we now know how to evaluate players on Philadelphia, Portland, Miami, and whatever team James Harden ends up joining. But, like I said, you're still dealing with all of the weird injury stuff that could happen over the final month. And the board is no longer completely jumbled. The hype train guys, by mid-September, are all aboard! That train is a humming. By mid-September, you know who's on their way up. I'm trying to think of who, who was the guy last year that went, was just like full hype train and then got, there was even time for him to go too far and then settle back down a little bit. Who the hell was that? I don't know. I can't remember. There was a player that in mid-August was getting all the sleeper treatment from every analyst on the planet. And then by mid-September, they, their draft position had jumped by like 30 or 40 slots. And then everybody came out and was like, no, 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 this is too far. And that player actually rebounded back down the board a little bit. I still don't, I can't remember who it was. I still think they didn't quite get there, but at least it wasn't as egregious an overspend. But that's the type of stuff that happens 
in mid-September. I shouldn't say mid. It's really like late September. That's oftentimes when the hype train is at its most, it's at its apex. Guys are now being overdrafted that were being underdrafted today. So you've lost your big edge on the board. You no longer have all of the really sneaky targets. You still might have the guys that you like, but the sneaky ones, they've come out of, or, you know, the, the, I guess it's the most obvious of the sneaky ones, which are still hidden here in mid to late August, but are no longer hidden in mid to late September. And you'll still have some late options. They're not all gone, which is why, well, uh, is it time for us to move past this one? I'm not quite ready for that yet. But you've still got some of your late options on the board. But the buzziest of the buzzy ones, the ones that I think everybody was really excited about, those are no longer available to you at a reasonable price because we gave this month, we gave this month away. So the pros of drafting in late September is that you probably have enough information on uh, player holdouts and things of that nature. Maybe not. Maybe not. For this purpose, we're just going to assume that we do. That's the gain there. The pro is that you get a little bit closer to the start of the season, so injury stuff is a little bit less impactful. But the big con is that you've lost your late, extremely intriguing value plays that you figured could make up for whatever weird injury stuff might happen between mid to late September and opening night. So in my eyes, you really you don't gain very much by waiting m- one month from right now. You gain some information on the the maybe the blockbuster trade guys. Maybe not. Maybe it's still not done. And you mostly just give away advantages. But in my mind, and you can split hairs on this a little bit if you like, between... You know, do I draft like one week before the season or one day before the season? I would prefer you go one day um, just because, again, you fully minimize. And and we can even like we can talk about both of those as kind of like a combo package here. By the way, quick reminder to check out SportsEthos.com. Grab yourself an NFL fantasy pass. The ranks are a cooking fantasy football teams are a happening. It's go time, man. Uh, our guys are putting out incredible content over on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash sportsethos. Make sure to head over there and subscribe. But also get that NFL Fantasy Pass. Again, it is just $4, $4 a month for the NFL Fantasy Pass. You can get everything leading up to the season. Or go a little bit bigger. Get yourself an all-sport Fantasy Pass. Brand new for this season includes all three major sports. Baseball, football basketball of course the early b150 is a part of that as well that is seven dollars a month right now and it's going up to ten dollars a month in like eight days probably somewhere in that very close vicinity we'll we'll give some warning on that before it does but soon as that first nba draft guide stuff hits the all sport price goes up The NBA and all sport fantasy passes have a six-month lock, as they have for basically since Sports Ethos went to a subscription plan. If you get it earlier and get it at the $7 price, that's 42 
And if you wait, then it's 60 You can actually save $18 by getting the Fantasy Pass early. This is particularly helpful for those that are not planning on using a ton of the in-season tools, grids, and Q&A sessions because then you are saving the full 18 And if you plan on using the in-season stuff, you can keep it rolling for another two months and it's still less than 60 That's 56 instead of 60 You save money either way, no matter how you want to use it, by getting the all-sport now instead of later. The only reason not to do it is if the only fantasy sport you play exclusively is basketball. That's the only reason not to do it. And the NBA Fantasy Pass uh, is 6 bucks a month. That's the same as it has been in the past. Um, anybody that had a Fantasy Pass before got moved onto the NBA Fantasy Pass. So if you had that, that that's what you still have. But if you don't have it right now, this is as great a time as any to get it. Uh, knock that sucker out. It's at sportsethos.com. So the final two chronology questions we have here are basically a day in advance versus a week in advance. They are similar in that you have basically the same advantages, which is, well, okay, uh... You're going to know most of what you need to know about players leading up to the season. So news-related stuff is probably pretty similar. Not injury. We'll get to that. The board looks pretty similar. A week out versus, you know, two days out. Yahoo's not going to move everybody. Not Nothing significant in that range. The ADP data tends to not change all that much over that range. And if there are buzz guys... They've probably topped out and maybe even rebounded back down the board a little bit. So again, the difference between seven days before the season and two days before the season is pretty minimal. But there's almost no reason to pick seven over two because they are so close. You might as well just draft closer to the season when you'll have all the information on preseason injury notes. Chris Middleton's the player I keep bringing up on this front. And I know you guys are getting sick of hearing about it, but that update on him, Chris Middleton will not be ready to start the season, came out three days before the regular season started last year. It was over the weekend, right at the end of the weekend, before the season started. I do almost all of my drafts, as many as I can at least, that final weekend to try to prevent this type of stuff, and it came out after that anyway. That news dropped on like Sunday night or Monday morning. I mean, we didn't, I don't even think we had three days. Might have been three days before the Bucks played, but it was like a day and a half, two days before the season started. So even then, I needed to get closer to the start of the season. Now, that was pretty unusual that that, thing, that that news would come out so absurdly late. But think about it this way. What if that type of news... I mean, we get something like that every year with someone. Someone's not ready or, you know, somebody gets tweaks an ankle during preseason, whatever... And that type of stuff tends to break five, six, seven days before the season starts. So you might as well at that point, if you've got the same advantages, seven days out is two days out, take the two day where you minimize one of the risks. And to me, that's the big reason to look at doing it ultra, ultra late. And I know that the, the argument against it, the big argument against it is that, 
The board has fully settled. It's not a jumbled mess. You don't have as many sneaky attack points at the very last second. But on the flip side of that, because all of the buzz players have been fully buzzed, the very last second is when the old man players, which I really do have to think about rebranding that because they're not all that old. It's just the boring stat set players. It's the boring, it's not even boring stat set. It's boring fantasy. Because they don't have the eye-popping scoring totals, typically. So, like, one of the players that looks like he's turning into an old man type before our very eyes is someone like a Jared Allen, who just keeps rolling along in that, like, 25 to 45 range, but seems to be going later than that now. There's no real explanation for it. It's not that everybody thinks he's going to magically fall off a cliff. It's just that he's not interesting. It's the Dan Bespers not interesting squad. It's the DB-ness. Dibness. The Dibness. Dan Bespris not interesting squad. They're not interesting, but damn, they can win you a fantasy league because by two days or seven days before the season, all of those not interesting guys have been pushed slowly. Lobster in the pot, man. It's that same phenomenon where it happens so slowly over so long that in this case, the lobster doesn't know it's boiled, and in, and for us in fantasy, you don't even really realize it's happened. But these guys, like Kawhi Leonard... Okay, so you're never drafting Kawhi in head-to-head. Let's just take that off the table. But if you're in a Gamescap Roto format, and Kawhi's pre-rank this year was 20, that felt kind of early. I think actually that very first board, his pre-rank was even earlier than that, and then Yahoo quickly adjusted him down. But... People are drafting him later than that. It makes sense because he's horrifying for head-to-head leagues, and that's the vast majority of fantasy leagues. He might actually go 20 or even higher in Roto, but the ADP data is clouded by, well, honestly, it's clouded by Roto. The bulk of it is head-to-head. And so then his ADP is lower, and then Yahoo will probably go back to their board and be like, eh, we'll just move this guy down a little bit because that's where he's going anyway. And that type of stuff happens over and over and over and over. The buzz guys push up, and the boring guys slowly move down. Every time a buzz guy moves up one round, two round, all the old guys move down one slot. So, by the end, by those very last moments, you lose the jumbled board, but you gain the old man squad, you gain injury information, you gain blockbuster trade information, which widens the player pool for you, and in my eyes, because of really the adage that you can't win your fantasy league in the first three rounds, but you can lose it, the fear of a disaster over the next two months is reason enough to wait and give up some of those jumbled board plays late on the chart. And that's why I believe, and you guys can disagree with me, this is not fact, this is just my very strong held opinion, that the best time to draft your fantasy team is (laughs) an hour and 20 minutes before the season starts. (laughs) Yeah, you're not doing that. That's cutting it too close. But you guys catch my meaning. The second best window to do it is now, absurdly early, because you get the full board jumble. And the worst time to do it 
is about a month before the season starts because you've lost the board jumble. You don't have the full old man squad yet. You don't have all the injury information. You might not have all the trade information. That's a spot where you set yourself up for something goofy to go down and ruin your damned league before it even starts. Mock Draft Show, live mock bonus episode coming a little bit later on today here on traditional channels. If you want to tune in and hang out with us live, that'll be over at youtube.com slash sportsethos. I hope you'll do that with us. I am at Dan Vespers on Twitter, sportsethos.com, the website ethosfantasybk on Twitter slash x. If you want to go follow them, they'll have that blurb feed cooking here in the not-too-distant future. And, of course, check out the NFL Fantasy Pass right this moment. Dan Vespers saying, see you later today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.